weekend environments, a sanctuary of sound. Mr. Luke. Hey, Mino. Hey, how are you doing? Great. I like your outfit. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to really quickly re-dress um, myself here. Uh, I have one last, uh, last 11th hour moment of uh, hesitation there. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Weekend Environments, a Sanctuary of Sound. My name is Mino Cristante. I distribute worldwide the Illuminous Audio Gravitas speaker system and the Velvet Mini and Velvet Reference Feet components, all of which Luke Sidrikoff has conceived, designed, and fabricates in a boutique manufacturing facility in Spokane Valley, Washington, USA. Welcome, Luke, this morning. Here we are in another Thanks, wonderful man. episode to explore and educate our present clients and future clients about what you're about and what the Gravitas speaker is about. And today, one exploration that interested me and has interested others who have brought it up to me, and I'm calling this episode, Say Yes to the Mess. And we're gonna just touch over very briefly the mix and match kaleidoscopic safari that audiophiles embark upon when they are on their intriguing and ever fascinating journey of enhancing their sound system from all different kinds of components, different amplifiers, different preamplifiers, different cables, signal cables, power cables, speakers, rooms, room treatments. The list is virtually endless. Sounds, uh, stages, uh, turntables, tone arm wires. Is there an end to it all? And I wanted to just visit with you about the Illumina system, Gravitas, and what you have encountered in that multi-fluous elixir of different audio components. Sure. Do you want to talk about things, you know, outside of loudspeakers or how would you like to kind of tackle that commentary? I was interested to see what you had been doing to improve the Gravitas technology with different components. I know that. Oh, I see. Gotcha. We had the honor of having uh, past amps grace us with some wonderful amplifiers and that you have been on a exploration of signal cable and that kind of thing so what what is you what do you think is crying out and i was making an allusion to the very popular group of episodes called say yes to the dress 
which for those of you who I hope fortunately know nothing of this program, if you do, I'm, I'm sorry for you. Uh, and uh, if, you, if you don't, it's simply a program about prospective bridal women who are looking for accessories, accessorizing and finding the main dress for their wedding. And the chimings in of male and female lookers on while they're in the process of determining what which dress to wear and then there's the proverbial instance of like things like comments like you look like a chicken and things of that nature that are maybe no more helpful than when audiophiles chime into someone's system and say it just sounds too shrill uh, you, you, it sounds too loud. It's, it's, it's not loud enough. It's, I can't hear that explosion or that sounds like an explosion. That's, that's not music. Um, and it's always that next component. But what are your thoughts as we're entering into this environment? We're a new company. We're a new product. How do audio enthusiasts negotiate these troubled waters well through all the equipment that i've used throughout the years um one thing seems to be universal in my experiences with trying out all kinds of things from preamps amps cables power cords power conditioners room treatment different turntables tone arms cartridges the, the never-ending list really I would say signal integrity is at the top of that list. And what I mean by that is some components and even loudspeakers have a higher degree of signal integrity to where there's maybe the, the uh, trade term would be like less signal degradation or smearing, at least in terms of uh, listening to the sound coming out, out into the room. So that's something that I've noticed that some components have to a greater degree than others is signal integrity to where what is put into there is mostly unaltered on the output side. Of course, it is altered some. It has to be um, the signal gain or whatever <laughs> it may be to output signal. It's modified some, but I guess maybe the character of sound, if that's not changed, that's something that most listeners can say, hey, that has just a universally good sound. So somebody could walk in the room and say, hey, the system sounds great. What's, why is this? And most of the times I've heard that, every part of uh, a setup or a stereo rig had signal integrity type components. So a lot of times people think of that as it has to be tube only, which isn't necessarily false. Tubes do a great job of preserving signal integrity. And the funny thing about that, as far as uh, determining is on a chart or specs, tubes, amps and preamps have greater THD or total harmonic distortion than do most solid state that's designed well. But again, back to the signal integrity, how does that sound? 
is not the same as the measurement. So both loudspeakers and components have this unique aspect to their sound that what they measure on a, on paper versus how they sound. For me, uh, in most people, the, the listening side is signal integrity to where the sound is unaltered. It's, it's kind of hard to describe, actually. So there's a preservation of possibly the original intent of the artist or the engineer one that's what we're theorizing and we're saying that total harmonic distortion is important to those to whom it is important yeah and total listening experience distortion is important to those to whom have paid for the sound system Mm -hmm. they want a listening experience and there are those who are very technically adept very have an engineering orientation and their understanding of the engineering of their products that they now own may be more important to them than what they're experiencing emotionally from a listening experience and so what do you think with signal degradation? I've I've been a fly in the wall and a fly in the ointment for at Shinyata Research previously for over 15 years as the technical assistant, gopher, evaluator, uh, runarounder, heavy expensive audio component lifter and positioner for Kaylin Gabriel of Shinyata Research. And in that time, the philosophy has been that there is such a thing as the best performance capability and that the entire uh, performance can be brought down and degraded by a wire, one single wire, and that degradation is inevitable but to do no harm is the uh, ethos of that outfit and be transparent if possible to make a joke on one of their <laughs> most prized competitors of course uh and yet one encounters the attitude which is can be well founded that coloration is also inevitable, and that some manufacturers, amplifiers, preamplifiers, turntables actually don't mind being known uh, having coloration. In fact, they want to assert a certain coloration, and especially in cables. Uh, so, to be most accommodating to other audio components, no matter what their quote quality, unquote is so a, a certain coloration can just simply lessen the performance of an amp enough to where you don't find out where her wrinkles are and uh or whether there's been a butt tuck done or not uh in that signal path what do you think is uh for the gravitas i know you've been doing work and you weren't happy with 
a lot of the cables that you had been testing in order to enhance the performance of the gravitas to reveal rather its performance characteristics rather than cover them up or to accentuate some to the expense of others. What have you been working on as far as, uh, I know you've been working on some cable supports, not that they're presently product, but a useful laboratory test bed. What have you found there? Well, it's a, it's been a fascinating journey and what I have found in our own development using different types of uh, production um, loudspeaker cables from various manufacturers, um, including some top, top line Cosmo object cables, both uh, loudspeaker cables and interconnects, and even internal wire. So for example, um, Nordost makes um, internal wire. Uh, it's mostly known to loudspeaker companies, but it's a similar design to their loudspeaker cables and interconnects as far as how the wire works. And I've tested with that a couple years ago, and I did find that it was better than the multi-stranded internal wire that I was using. And it was in that signal integrity, the sound was just less distorted through this um, wire that I was testing from Nordost. So it got my curiosity peaked as far as, well, if that has better signal integrity, is there a way to just get more of that? And that led me to where we're at with a lot of our internal wire and loudspeaker wire that we use here to test with. We ended up making our own for this purpose to hear better what the loudspeaker is doing and not be hearing what the internal wire or loudspeaker wire is doing. I think Nordost is a great example of saying, yes to great sound, not necessarily yes to the mess. <clears throat> they are extremely successful and a very, very good product that in consistency, you can hear that across their various product lines, be them component feet or USB cables, other cables, uh, AES, EBU cables, a consistency and a respect for a certain characteristic of sound, a bit more of a solid, strong and robust uh, delivery in, I would say, uh, at the expense of some dynamic contrast on occasion. And so that would be, but something that you really know you're getting a overall very solid and producing uh, product. And yet it does have a characteristic that you know, for the most part, all of the Nordost products share in that same family of performance. So there, it does suggest that it really does matter. It's important that the entire accoutrement, the, the, all of, the entire costume works if you have a $10,000 wedding dress and you have a bouquet that unfortunately it looks like it got left at the Krispy Kreme donut shop for a couple of hours on the table when you forgot it went back and get it by that time 
it was kind of wilted, then you know that there's um, a problem there and you have to attend to all of the, what you might consider accessories, turns out to be possibly that weakest link that is your greatest strength. So tell me about the wire internally for the Gravitas. I know you've been, been excited about it and I'm looking forward to next week, we'll be listening together in the lab at Illuminus to get around the sound in person with that wire um, <clears throat> improvement. Uh, what were your findings there? Well, I did a number of tests and one of those was using wire that had different kinds of coating on the wire itself. So using a solid core wire and experimenting with the kinds of coating on the outside to insulate. So along with the insulation, the, the gauge of the wires themselves, I started doing additional strands of solid core. And throughout that testing, it did uh, indicate that there was performance and signal integrity available through how many wires and their, their insulation between, including how much spacing of air you could get between the wires. So just their physical distance away from each other. And so that piqued my curiosity and I thought, well, what's going on here electrically? There, there must be a reason or something must be happening. Why would it sound better or just a greater integrity with this wire spaced out? And as it turns out, uh, current flow through the wire, there's a little bit of uh, electromagnetic field outside the body of the wire. And so that was kind of an aha moment for me of saying, okay, this whole air insulation wires spaced away from each other that are carrying the same signal parallel. If they can manage to not interfere with their, each other's electromagnetic fields around the outside of the wire, you could hear that improvement on the other end. And so why that is, I, I don't know how to explain electro, electrically why, but all I know is that when, you, when we did it this way, it definitely had a more lifelike, natural signal integrity sound. So it, it was a really fun experiment and it improved our, our loudspeakers significantly. So it, it, was, it was well worth the, the time we put into it. So we're not above uh, experimenting even with dirty old wires to if that's what it takes to improve performance, I think is what I'm hearing. Oh, totally, totally. And it's, it's one of those things that isn't the most glamorous and it, I guess it isn't something that would be an obvious area to really spend a lot of time trying different things. But uh, in the real area of uh, research and just trying something that is either has not ever been done or has not been done to that level of detail and attention, you surprise yourself every now and then and there is something to be discovered. And that kind of keeps us you know, uh, inspired, I guess, to keep doing our new products and testing because there's always something that can be made, they're designed, I should say designed much better and therefore made better.
do you are you also considering or have you been testing with the internal wires of the subwoofer because that's it seems a very important signal uh, clearinghouse in our technology at least the setup for the gravitas system where cables are going to pass through the subwoofer first and then on to the monitors absolutely and that's been one of those areas where i think low frequency sound is almost um something that gets forgotten or because customers have never heard accuracy of signal in the lower frequencies down to about 20 hertz it's for many people even for me that's i i wouldn't even say that's a note to my ears i'm just too old so it's more of a pressurization just a really really big wave but even to reproduce those kind of signal cues to uh, a musical presentation when that signal on subwoofers is that much more clear and true to the input it really does quite a bit for everything in in the soundstage and just the overall presentation through the speakers and through the system so that was also one of those areas where um, something that is overlooked or just not really considered in certain designs, uh, whether it's um, the low frequency drivers in a floor standing unit or other um, high end kind of subwoofers that are powered, uh, there's a lot to it. So it's very similar to uh, the loudspeakers themselves. Subwoofers are something that can be done really well or they can be done just so you know, ho-hum with, with no special attention paid to things like the wire in, internally. What occurs to me is the, the saying yes to the mess really starts... You know, I'll get in trouble here, but I hope I stay in trouble. Uh, you can't hardly say anything in audiophile without being controversial. That's the nice thing about being a troublemaker. <laughs> you can be lazy and still offend someone <clears throat> through no intention of doing so. But the one reason I think speakers are so popular and so uh, popular amongst the audio enthusiasts who see them as their system, which is just a playing a role is that it seems as if it's the ultimate wedding dress. It is the wedding dress for your system because it has low current, nevertheless current signal. So it has a electronic component similar to an amplifier. It has a mechanical component like a turntable. It has wires like power and signal in your system. It has Lotus Elise driving power and prowess in its how cool they look in your system. So it, it has all of the niceties it seems to encompass of all the other audio components which which segregated can only shine in one 
department. So an amplifier shines in its ability to insert current and manage voltage in a way that does not harm the musical experience. A turntable is going to render that mechanical analog experience into an electrical experience that is hopefully kindly treated. A power distribution system is going to do no harm as far as not, you know, avoiding isolating noise that's not music related, but hopefully not creating more noise in the process that it replaces. And yet it only does one thing well. Each of the components does one thing and one thing only. The speaker seems to has to be both active in its sense and passive to some degree. So uh, this is, I think, critical and why I think the gravitas is so powerful because it does what's necessary, but it doesn't seem to overdo and overkill any one of those departments. Yeah, I, I've had that um, idea from the inception of the design as far as not overdoing any given area of, uh, do you need a lot of drivers? Do you need just, so for example, um, plenty of times you'll see more than one mid-range driver. And plenty of times that kind of arrangement is for playing at sound levels that are far beyond what most clients ever use. And not only that, uh, so in terms of decibels, say something above 80 to 85 decibels, where multiple mid-ranges would do a little better job of playing something that loudly, that is absolutely not good for your ears. So I thought, well, I personally don't want to hurt my hearing and I hope no one else does either. So that was one of those, well, this is a win-win because we can use a single driver and therefore reduce the cabinet size dramatically, which strengthened the cabinet being a smaller total size and also reduces physical footprint for just diffraction um, off the cabinet. So less is more, the slender uh, hang print or footprint of the monitor seems to really highly recommend it as far as performance goes. It may not uh, carry the same uh, gravitas as a five and a half foot tall, 24 inch wide surface that weighs 190 pounds or more. But uh, I've I see it as being really a fantastic performer with the combination of all those components that you've paid so much attention to in putting together. What would you say is the most important accessory of any system? And I know it's a troublesome question to ask and everyone has their own answer. And I welcome anyone to comment on this and tell me what they think is 
the most critical, the line of criticality in the uh, minimization of the de degradation of signal. Uh, what would you say, Luke? Well, you know what? Um, that's probably the million dollar question in our <laughs> business for sure. Um, so in the discussions I've had with people that make all these different components, amp companies, power conditioners, cabling of all kinds, and other loudspeaker manufacturers tackling this question that we get from a lot of customers is, is there such thing as this most critical component? Or if I had to get one thing that's my best you know, item, what is that? And it's really tough to answer because it's kind of like a sports team in the sense of one good player doesn't do you a whole lot of good. You kind of need a collaborating group. And that's really been my experience in listening to products that I had nothing to do with their manufacturer and just trying things out, different combinations. And so that, I guess my answer isn't a very good, clear answer of is there one, but maybe I could put it this way. And it's kind of back to the signal integrity uh, commentary from before was whatever the component is. So uh, if the, the signal coming through it uh, probably is a result of good wiring, um, if that's what it can do, uh, then that is a quality piece of gear for anybody's system almost across the board. Uh, it can be hard to tell which one that is sometimes because it's masked by the other parts of a system. So it can be hard to, to single out which one it is. But that's kind of where setting different, taking in different things and try this amp, now change nothing and just swap out the amp and, and then listen. It can really help define for a customer, okay, you know, my amp actually is really good. It's something else in my system that could use a little work. So maybe that's how they could find their answer in a system and say, well, I do love my amp or my cables or my power conditioner is fantastic, but the rest of my system could use improvement. So when I like that uh, concept because the grounded reality of it when our feet are on the ground are that wouldn't it be nice to simply find out what your system is doing with the Illuminus Gravitas system before you take the next step? And so we want you to try on that dress first. And we have a little bit of the privilege and advantage and the insanity enough to be willing to work out a arrangement to come into a reference room, into a film dailies room, into a mastering room and find out eyeball to eyeball, toe to toe, is this worth it to you? Because it's not cheap what we have to offer. Yeah, you know, that is a really important part of what, what we do here at Illuminus and with our Gravitas speakers. And it is, it's an opening of the door sonically to people's systems that have been 
masked by lesser grade loudspeakers that are less transparent than, than the gravitas, sometimes by a significant amount. But in this field, it's small things that are very important to people. And I get it. I mean, that's important to me. That's why I design what I do. And sometimes it isn't this gigantic change of, wow, my system sounded terrible and now I have gravitas and it sounds amazing. That's pretty rare that that happens. Someone would have to have some pretty, pretty wrong things with their system to make that big of a jump. But it's these small things where somebody says, I can hear more of the brass body tone. I can hear more wood resonance. So to the common observer, they'd say, well, that's a pretty small thing to pay however much money for an upgrade. But to those like myself and a lot of our clients, that's everything. It's small, but it's huge. And that's, wow, if that doesn't keep me going on our work here, I don't know what does. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of uh, satisfaction with that. I, I feel like it's a little bit like football that when you're looking down that field, it's a looks like it's a long way, but that six yards, it's small, but it's large. Yeah, no, that's that six yards well is a lot farther than a hundred yards. And that and that's where we work. We work in the six yard line area. And I think for clients who are willing to take a walk not on the wild side but on the self-discernment side where they're really not going to rely on the second-hand judgment of a reviewer the assurance of a dealer or the social peer pressure of someone who has the product already and they want to make sure they keep up with the Joneses. This requires you to take a little bit of further step of your own discernment through your own self-evaluation directly. And everyone's making up their own mind, but it's just like deciding what, what you're going to wear as far as that wedding dress goes. And of course, I wouldn't know anything about that. I'm just a someone who's, who's on the outside looking in, but I can only guess that it's probably not a bad idea to give at least, I'd say, 66 and two-thirds percent majority to your own discernment and maybe less than a third to everybody else combined. But you can't do that unless you have experienced firsthand what mm -hmm. the performance is in your space. And you can't recall who has, please raise your hand, those of you listening, uh, if you have ever had a better listening experience at a show than in your own listening room. Who has had that ever? Um, I and then okay <laughs> <laughs> nice good fantastic <laughs> what was one of those experiences where you had had that happen uh even with our own setup 
it shows, but also in uh, products that do receive a lot of media attention from magazines and hearing them set up with also a full suite of very top level, high dollar, best of the best, everything. And the sound was ho-hum and it was a letdown to everybody, whether they were a fan of any specific brand or not, everybody had this puzzled look of what is going on here. And so it just highlighted the one of the team playing well together, but also the setup to any given room is, is so important that it's more important than the equipment in general. The setup is uh, essential. Right, setup. And with that, I want to thank you, Luke, for taking some time today. And we'll be having some upcoming episodes where we'll be close up and personal with some of our product. And we'll, I'll look forward to that. Um, so in wrapping up, it just seems like we want to welcome new components into the system, test them, try them out. There are a lot of worthwhile risks to take in doing that. And, but it is a critical factor, your speaker selection. And it's best to do in-person research rather than on the internet or in a magazine or in your, even in your best friend's reference room, unless it's pretty much the same as your room. So um, my name is Mino Tristante. This has been Weekend Environments, a Sanctuary of Sound. And I've enjoyed speaking with Luke Sidrikov. I myself distribute worldwide the Gravitas speaker system and the IVCM foot component. And we'll be having other episodes with similar and other builders of amazing audio products, musical artists, recording engineers, and other areas of audio and audio enthusiasm that I think will interest you very much. Thank you so much. Please feel free to leave a comment. If you're our YouTube audience, please subscribe to Weekend Environments. And for our Podbean clients and listeners, thanks for all of your comments and all of your support. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for uh, your discussion today, Luke. Thanks, Mino. Okay, take care. Weekend Environments, a sanctuary of sound.